Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash W-A-N-T-P-O-W-E-R. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubell, MD, episode number 257. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Katrina Ubell, MD. This is the podcast where busy doctors like you come to learn how to lose weight for the last time by harnessing the power of your mind. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Well, hello there, my friend. How are you today? So glad you're here. Thanks for joining me. I'm really, really glad that you've taken the time to just, you know, take a few minutes for yourself to to listen to something that could maybe change your life. You just never know. (laughs) Have you ever had that experience? I totally have. I have totally listened to a podcast and within, you know, the first four minutes, I learned something that's like, oh, yeah, that life is never the same again after that. (laughs) So good. I know I cannot guarantee that that will be your experience today with this episode. But I, I'm just glad that you're taking the time to even just input positive, helpful information into your brain. That's, you know, it, it is one of the first steps, right? We have to actively do things to make sure that we're either getting onto the right track or staying on the right track. And you're doing that today. So pat on the back to you, a little high five. <laughs> okay, I have another book to discuss with you. As you may or may not know, especially if you're new, you may not know, I've been just periodically on the podcast talking about books that I've really, really enjoyed reading that have made a difference to me in some way, or that I just really liked. (laughs) And part of the motivation for this sharing of books is because I am working on publishing a book as well. It'll be published next year in September 22. And I just have a, a really 
my eyes have been open, let's just say, to what it takes to get a book published and to get the information out in book form so that it even has any hope of transforming somebody's life and or, or making any difference or even just entertaining someone. It doesn't have to change someone's life necessarily. It's just so much. It's just so much. And so I just think that we should be sharing more about books and which books we've really loved. I love a good recommendation. I'm betting that you do too. And maybe you're not a reader and you don't care, but you know what? Sometimes I ebb and flow. Sometimes I'm more into like, oh, I'm going to watch this show. Sometimes I like documentaries. And sometimes I'm just big into reading. Whenever I read, I am always glad. Like I'm never like, oh, well, that was a waste. But that's also because I've given myself permission to not finish a book if I don't really like it, or I don't think it's helping me, or I feel like I already got out of it what I would like to get out of it. I don't know about you, but there have been books that I've read, <laughs> forced myself to read over the years where I'm like, this probably should have been more like a pamphlet. I don't know that there was really enough in this, you know, to actually turn it into a book. It's like, wow, this is like really repetitive. I just now I I used to think, well, no, you have to read the whole book or you just, you know, stop and then, you know, keep telling yourself that you should go back and finish that book. Now I just give myself permission. If I feel like I've gotten out of it, what I wanted to get out of it, then I'm allowed to put it down. And so that just makes things move a lot more quickly. But I'm only sharing books with you that I've read all the way through. (laughs) I've really thoroughly enjoyed So I'm really excited to tell you about this book today, because here's a funny thing about this book. So I have bought so many copies of this book that Amazon will no longer let me buy this book. Okay, this is a thing. At a certain point, when you buy a certain thing in enough volume, Amazon is like on to you. And I'm guessing that they think that you're buying things at a discount from them and then probably trying to sell them on your own at full price. That's, That's the only reason I can think of like why they would stop letting you buy something. But the thing with this book is that I used to give it to every single one of my clients as a gift when they first started working with me. And so I just bought more and more and more and more of these books. I love this book. It's absolutely one of my favorites. It's called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. If you have not read this book, you have to read this book. When I first read it, we were actually on vacation. And I'm not like... I don't get super car sick, but I used to as a kid. So I'm just always careful, you know, like just like aware. I know how to manage it. But reading in the car is generally not something that's a good idea for me. I was so into this book that I didn't even care. I was fully reading in the car. And I remember (laughs) my husband being like, he was driving. I'm like, you know, trying to give him directions or like, okay, the exit number is this. And then my nose is in this book again. I just absolutely loved it. And I've, uh, oh my gosh, I've had everyone in my life read it. And I have, like I said, bought dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of copies. (laughs) And so I even so actually, so let me tell you who Angela Duckworth is. So she is actually a PhD psychologist, a research psychologist, and she is does most of her work on grit. That's part of what people are calling the positive psychology movement, which is the study of how to make life better rather than the study of ways that people struggle or suffer with their mental health. And so this is, you know, just her, a a culmination of her research, at least up until a few years ago. I just love that she talks about her own family too, and how, you know, you want to raise kids who, you know, who are gritty and have grit, but then, you know, can you push it too much? And where are the lines? And she doesn't even necessarily claim to know what the answer is to that. But I just found it to be a really, really interesting 
you know, conversation discussion of this concept. And I think for those of us who are high achievers anyway, it's important for us to understand how we can use that natural internal drive to succeed, to accomplish for the the betterment of everyone involved, meaning we're not changing the world or, you know, helping other people or changing, you know, some sort of system at our own expense, right? Like we're accomplishing all these things, but at our own expense, like we're the ones suffering. We want to figure out how we can, how everybody can win in the equation, including ourselves. Like how do we utilize what comes naturally for us? Where there may be some areas where we could become a bit grittier. And then, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we not turn into, you know, the kind of parent that's like, really driving their kid hard <laughs> when maybe that's not necessary. I know for myself I will I will feel it in me when I start feeling that 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 what is that feeling? It's like it's like this drive that I felt as a high schooler in particular to achieve to accomplish. And now in hindsight I can see that so much of that came from this feeling of lack or you know, being less than in some way. And if I could just accomplish these things, then I would give myself permission to think positively about myself, but maybe only for a couple minutes or a couple of days, right? So I just want to make sure I'm not passing that along to my children or anybody else who's, you know, who I, I influence in any way. So whether you have kids or not, it's just a really interesting way of thinking about things. So anyway, I've actually listened to interviews with her, she, Angela Duckworth. She just sounds like amazing. and <laughs> Just like this great person. I actually know somebody who studied with her and got a master's in positive psychology. And a couple of years ago, I was like, Oh, do you think that, you know, Angela Duckworth would come on my podcast as, as a guest? And <laughs> this friend was like, No, she's too busy for that. And I was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> but I have kept her to myself for some reason. I don't know why I haven't shared her work with you before. It's a great book, Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. I love a nonfiction book that reads really nicely where you are getting a lot out of it, but you're still being entertained. It's like a a nice combo of that and just a great book, like a really good one. I highly, highly recommend it. Like I said, I've bought dozens and dozens and dozens. I mean, really hundreds of copies of this book. (laughs) That's how much I like it. Okay. I want to talk to you about familiarity addiction today, which is a a term that I think I coined. (laughs) I wrote this down. I I keep notes because I get ideas for podcasts all the time. So I'll just like type that. I mean, literally, it is not uncommon that I have an idea when I'm driving and then at a stoplight, I'm like quick typing it into my notes app so I don't forget. So I don't think I heard this term anywhere else, but I don't want to claim that it's mine because somebody else might have been already talking about this. But I, you know, maybe (laughs) several people had had similar ideas because I don't think I heard anybody talking about this. But I was thinking about how, like, why don't we just go ahead and lose weight and keep it off already? Like, (laughs) what's our deal? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like what, what is the, the barrier? What are the obstacles? What are, what is keeping us from just solving this weight issue once and for all? And so I was thinking about familiarity and, and I was thinking like, you know what, we're really like addicted to familiarity. Now I do want to just say that I looked up the definition of addiction and I was like, okay, so I don't mean addiction in the formal sense of the word when I talk about it here. I do just want to mention that here. I mean more like, you know, how people talk about like, well, I binge watched this TV show. Like we use binge sometimes in a way that doesn't necessarily actually mean binging. 
And I think, you know, with addiction, we sometimes use the word similarly, where we're, we're not really implying a true addiction, but just that idea that, you know, it's something that we're really drawn to, even if it's not in our best interests. So what it comes down to is this, what we really like is familiarity. <laughs> like we're addicted to feeling that that sense of familiarity, like that what is happening to us is familiar. So what we think we want is something different from what we have, right? We think we want to not care about the donuts in the doctor's lounge. We think we want to not, you know, obsess about our next meal or, you know, constantly think about food all the time. We think we want to figure out a way to lose weight and keep it off forever. But what we really want is what's familiar, even if what's familiar is actually painful or creates a result that we don't want. Because here's what you get when you stay in familiarity. You get certainty. Even if you don't like the result, you're certain of what the result is. You know what's going to happen. You don't want to eat at night, but if you're being 100% honest with yourself every morning, you promise yourself, you know what, I'm not going to snack tonight or I'm not going to have that third glass of wine. But like, if you're really being honest, you know, you probably are. Like you want to be the person who is totally like, yeah, I don't do that anymore. No big deal. No wine. No, no problem at all. But you, you know, if you're really being honest with yourself, like what are the odds you're probably still going to have that snack or have the extra cocktail? That's like pretty high, right? We we like that certainty. We know the food is there for us. We know that the alcohol is there for us, even if we don't like the end result, like the long-term result of having eaten or, or drunk it. Drank it? Drunk it? That's one I, get, I struggle with. <laughs> I'm sure someone out there is the grammar police and will let me know. Okay, so we are also really wanting with familiarity, the comfort that comes with it. Again, even if what we're creating is uncomfortable, there's still a comfort to the familiar. We know what it will be like, right? We know even like, I'm just thinking about like a house that's really, really messy. There's some comfort in knowing what to expect when you walk in the door, even if you really wish it were different and you really, really, really (laughs) find it uncomfortable that it is in that way. If every day you walked in the house, you had no idea what it would look like, that would be more uncomfortable. There is comfort in that familiarity. There's a lot of comfort in predictability, right? Like you don't have to guess, like, what will it be like? You just know. That's one reason why we're so drawn to food and alcohol. We know the food predictably will taste a certain way, you know, especially with all the packaged things and stuff like that. It's just like really consistent or, you know, chain restaurants. Like one of the things they're trying to do is make it so that it's really consistent or even Starbucks. I remember reading something a long time ago about how they were going through like their food selections and they wanted to make it so that it really didn't matter like which Starbucks anywhere in, you know, the country or maybe even the world, which one you frequented or went to, it was going to taste the same. There's like this predictability. Like I know I can go to Starbucks and maybe it won't be the best cup of coffee, but I know exactly what it's going to taste like. So there's reliability in that too. I can count on this. I can count on the food and alcohol to be there for me. I can count on, you know, my clothes fitting a certain way. I can count on the routine, even if I don't like the result of the routine. So there's no surprises in this. Many of us don't like surprises. We want to avoid change. Change feels hard. It feels difficult. There's things that are unknown in that. And we'd rather just know what it's going to be like 
and not get what we want than do what it takes to get what we want. That's, I I think that's just how brains work. I mean, I'm no research psychologist like Angela Duckworth, but I will tell you that I think that this is what our brains do. We just like the familiar, even when there's discomfort in that. Then what we do is we concoct stories. We start creating these little fiction tales in our brains to support our quote unquote habit, that that familiarity addiction, right? This, our habit of just going back to the familiar, even if it doesn't give us the result that we want. We make up these stories to support that. So we start saying things like, you know, I just, I just can't uh, lose weight. Like, I don't know, you know, it's my age. It's the fact that I'm you know, I'm breastfeeding, or it's the fact that I have toddlers, or it's the fact that my kids are too busy, I don't have time to focus on that. Or like, you know, there's always something if you have children, like some stage or phase that they're in that makes it, you know, impossible, we can tell ourselves it makes it impossible. We can tell ourselves stories like diets don't work for me. I, you know, I can look at everyone in my family and we all struggle with our weight. Genetically, I'm predisposed to this. I don't have time. I mean, look at all my other responsibilities. I have too many other things going on. I don't have enough support. This is a common one. Like I need everybody in my life to be on board. I need everybody to always say the right thing and never say anything that could, you know, make this more difficult. Always, you know, anticipating exactly what I need. And because they don't do that, it's not, you know, not possible for me to change. And then, you know, we often get down to the the old faithful beliefs of something's wrong with my body or something is wrong with me, right? And that's why I have to stay in what's familiar. And so if we tell ourselves that we get to believe it, because a belief is just a thought that you've decided is true. And then you get to stay in what's familiar, even though ultimately you don't like the result. That way you don't have to have the change. You don't have to have the surprises. You get to have that reliable, predictable, certain experience of your life. But here's what's really cool about this. When you employ grit, (laughs) which you can learn more about, (laughs) like I said, I have no, I've never, I, I have no affiliation, no kickback on this book. It's just a great book. That's why I'm talking about it. When you employ some grit and you decide, no, you know what, I'm actually going to step out of that familiarity and I'm going to create some change for myself. The cool thing is, is that you can make anything familiar, right? So right now you're making what you don't want familiar. So what if you created what you do want and you figured out how to maintain it, like how to keep it, and then that became what's familiar, And then you're addicted to that familiarity. So this is what this looks like, right? You go through the process of losing the weight, but of course you have to do it in the way that I teach, which is you also have to look at the thoughts and feelings that are driving you to overeat in the first place, right? There's a lot of mind work that needs to be done there first. Well, in addition to, of course, you know, looking at what foods you're, you're consuming and how and why and all of that, but you go through that process, you create what you want and you you routinize it in the sense that it just becomes this thing that you do, it really becomes familiar. If you've listened to any of the success stories that I've had from clients who've, who've had success in my program in the past on this podcast, you will see that so many of them talk about like, no, like following my plan is so easy. I literally barely even think about it. Like it's so familiar to them now that it, it just it's just as easy for them to follow it as it is for them to not follow it right? So you create this scenario where doing the things that support you 
and not doing the things that don't support you become normal and familiar to you. They become predictable. They become reliable. You have certainty in yourself that you're going to follow this plan. You're going to do these things. And then you get to like the results that you create, right? You're like, yeah, when I do all these things, like I sleep better and my clothes are more comfortable and I have more energy. I'm able to move around more. My feet and my joints aren't hurting at the end of the day after standing all day long. Like I just all these great things that happen when you're taking good care of yourself and living at a good weight for you. And then that becomes the new familiar addiction. So what we want to do is step out of that familiarity addiction, do the uncomfortable thing. And then once we create our results, make taking those actions, thinking the thoughts, feeling the feelings that create those results that we want become just the new normal. We don't have to change any of it then, right? We always want to avoid change. Great. (laughs) Create what you want and then don't change it. If it's working for you, then just keep going. And then you're like, yeah, this is what I'm familiar with. This is what I know to be true and what works. And I'm just going to stay doing this. So I don't think we have to constantly think about like, you know, we have to be uncomfortable all the time. Like, I just don't think, I mean, at least for me, I'm like, there's a lot of things that I'm uncomfortable about a lot (laughs) and that's enough, you know, but sometimes we're like, yeah, and I'm going to do some more here because I believe in the result that is to come on the other side of me going in and going through this process. And that is worth it to me. It's worth it to me to figure out why food is the solution to my emotions and figure out how to actually process my emotions and feel them instead of stuffing them down or trying to avoid them. Once I have that skill, once I know how to do this, I can create what I want. And then I can just rinse and repeat and just keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. And that can be the new thing I'm familiar with. It's like when I think about like actually overeating every night, like I used to, like, oh, Absolutely not. But that was total a familiarity addiction. I, you know, was so afraid of running out of my Weight Watchers points. (laughs) So afraid of being hungry after dinner, if I had eaten everything, that I would eat these massive salads because vegetables were free, like didn't count for points on Weight Watchers. And so I just basically trained myself to overeat these massive salads in order to ensure that I might not have some hunger later. Now, of course, what's so silly is like, that's how big of a rule follower I am. Like the points police were not going to come and I wasn't going to get in trouble for eating some food if I was really hungry. But like in my mind, this was logical and made sense. And so I trained myself to overeat and had other ramifications like digestive issues because I was overeating regularly and then thinking that that level of over fullness was normal. So that was very familiar to me, even though it gave me results I didn't like. I've not done that in so many years now that it's a total new sense of familiarity in terms of connection with my body, what's the right amount of food and stopping when I've had enough and knowing that I always get to support my body with food or sleep or rest or movement or whatever it needs anytime it needs it. I don't have to be so strict and rigid with myself. That's <laughs> we know how to get our A pluses, right? And then we take it too far. That's the that's the issue there. So, I want to encourage you to really think about 
the things that you would like to create in your life that you're not creating and understanding on a deeper level why you're not doing it. And then you can ask yourself, am I willing to step out of this familiarity to create familiarity with something that does give me the results that I want? And if you are interested in doing that, you will definitely want to check out the Weight Loss for Doctors Only program. Program is so great. So fun. We're just changing lives right and left. (laughs) So great. Yeah. If you're a reader, you like reading books, go check out Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. All right, friends, have a great rest of your week. And thanks for your attention today. I appreciate you. And I appreciate just you taking the time to even listen to this and take this in and even consider it even on any level. Have a great day. And I'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Ready to start making progress on your weight loss goals? For lots of free help, go to KatrinaUbelMD.com and click on free resources. Thank you.